everybody. This is DJ Flacco from The Vault with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Just going to do a quick, really quick recap of what we just listened to before we move on to Kimberly Martin with Real People OC. So the song we're listening to right now is Dream Phone by Peach Kelly Pop off of their self-titled album Peach Kelly Pop. song before that was Walk Among the Cobras Part 1 by Dan Sartain off of the album Dan Sartain versus the Serpientis. song before that was Where Do You Run To by Vivian Girls off of the self-titled album Vivian Girls. And song before that was Right Where You Ought To Be by Mr. Elevator and The Brain Hotel off of the album Nico and Her Psychedelic Subconscious. Song before that was Let Me Mend the Past by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard off of the album Float Along, Fill Your Lungs. And the song that kicked us all off was Honey Face by Fungi Girls off of the album Some Easy Magic. So I'm going to be signing off for now and we will see you next week, Thursday. 2 to 4 p.m. Until then, have a wonderful rest of your weekday and weekend. I find this scientifically fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the Great Robot Wars. Anteater Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org. You're listening to Real People of Orange County, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. This show is a fun and informative look inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. These are people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Well, hello and welcome to Real People OC. I am your host, Kimberly Martin. And I don't know about you, but it's summertime. And for my family, that equals going to the fair. Now, this year was particularly special for us because we got to see our very own son do a a cooking demonstration. He is a student at OSHA, the Orange County School of the Arts. And there was a lovely liaison between all the students in the program and a pretty cool happening there at the fair that I had not yet had the pleasure of visiting. So with my um, family in hand, we all went to um, the Culinary Arts Promenade and I thought, well, what a, what a great way to feature all the great work that's being done over there by the fair, but to bring the creator herself. It was a magical little room. I just, I loved it so much. And I wanted us to hear from Pam Wanak. Pam, are you there? Can you hear me? I can. Yay. I'm right here. Okay. I didn't blow it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, welcome. Um, I would like for you, if you could do a little intro to your, of yourself uh, to our listeners and let them know who you are and how you came to be such an integral part of one of the greatest things happening at the Orange County Fair. Well, thank you, Kimberly. Um, I was a volunteer at Centennial Farm right here on the fairgrounds for nine years. 
And what I did was to teach the kindergartners and first graders where their food comes from by plant or animal. And then all of a sudden this position came available and they said, oh, you would be good at this because of my food background. And I do have a food background. I've owned several restaurants and um, my husband's been in the wine business. So we've always done food and wine. And that's how it all came about. So now I'm here as the culinary arts supervisor at the Orange County Fair. Wow, that is so exciting. I love that you had a food background, and I want to hear a little bit more about that later on in the show. Let's um, tell people about the promenade. Can you t- Has it always been there and I just missed it, or is it, is it relatively new? Well, the culinary um, promenade has always been here, but for the last couple of years, it's been going through a major um, transition period. So we've added a lot of new things. We've changed out some of the exhibitors, brought in some of the new, and we have a lot of new programs. And our CEO, um, Kathy Kramer, has wanted to put um, agriculture back into the forefront. And so last year our theme was Farm Fresh Fun, and this year our theme is inner, Free Your Inner Farmer. And I that's that. why when you enter the building and you saw those big picture frames with the wings, well, and we, um, if you look on Instagram, there's tons of photographs of the fair, and the majority of them are all right inside the OC Promenade building. So when you stand there in front of those angel wings, it's like freeing your inner farmer. That's how the picture's portrayed. I love so it. So it's been a great <laughs> hit on Instagram. And so what is your Instagram, uh, I guess, would you call it your handle? I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, oops. yeah, our handle, OC Fair, um, Free Your Inner Farmer. And hashtag OC Crawl. And we'll talk a little bit about the um, culinary crawl that we have new in our building this year as well. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, so w- what drew me to you was the magical way that you displayed everything. I, well, so I love the fair, and there's a lot of places I like to visit, but I devoted almost all of my visit to that building. And um, yours is not even one of the ones that's air conditioned, right? <laughs> That's right. So it's not. I was like, whoa, I'm even in one of the, you know, the one, one next to it was air conditioned. I would pop it over there to get cool. But there was so much. The room was teeming with activity. And I think it would be kind of fun to take our listeners on a little tour if we were to walk them around the room when okay. they enter into the main entrance and then walk them around. But <clears throat> what was so beautiful was how you designed the room. It was beautiful. What was your inspiration for the decor of the room and bringing people to that space? Well, again, our theme is that free your inner farmer, and that's how the wings came about there in the entrance. And we try to connect everybody together, and I think we've done a good job of that um, because when you enter the building and you immediately turn to the right, right there we have the University of California Cooperative Extension Master Food Preservers of Orange County. And they're busy over there canning, dehydrating. They're teaching the public all different ways to be able to um, safely preserve food at home. So, again, they're over there freeing their inner farmers and educating the public about how to pressure can, steam can, even how to freeze. Um, Such an important thing right now is that topic of growing your own food. How much to... um, to that was this theme inspiring you because this is very popular and important right now 
It's very important and very important to our CEO here. Again, it's about putting the agriculture back at the fair in the forefront. And uh, this year, if we're talking about the um, master canners there, in our preserved foods competition, which is our, one of our very first competitions, and it's held in June, and we had over 400 entries this year. And a lot of those people that entered in the preserved foods have actually grown their own produce. Oh, so, very cool. <laughs> yeah, there's a big interest in it now. And so do you are you seeing there to be an uptick in people that are entering? Let's say what's most memorable for many is the big pumpkin or the big squash, right? Mm-hmm. Are, That's you, right. are you seeing more people enter? We do, absolutely. And um, can you attribute that to something? Are we getting more mindful of this, or what do you think is happening? Yes, I definitely think people are getting more mindful about it. They want to know exactly what they're eating. So uh. if you're growing at home, you know exactly how you grew it. You know if you put any insecticides or any fertilizers. I mean, you know. You know exactly how you're taking care of your food before you eat it. So. It's so true. So one of our favorite things is to go early on in the month and see the baby pigs. And then if we get a chance to go later in the month, we go see how much they've grown during the fair time. Um, But this was the first year that I went over and watched the uh, 4-H program. And if you could for a minute comment on the liaise between the 4-H program and what you're doing over at the uh, culinary promenade. Well, what we do is a lot of our kids that have done stage demonstrations and a lot of the kids that have entered into preserved foods or um, the other competitions are a lot of kids that um, do belong to the 4-H program. And one of our standouts this year, her name is Bella Vegg, and she's a student there at Orange County School of the Arts. She sure is. Yep. And she entered in our preserved food competition And I'm proud to tell everyone that Bella actually won every single class in the preserved foods, and that's six different classes, and she won best of class in every one of them. Unbelievable. Um, Well, so she has a pretty intense foodie family, because I know her family is very involved in what she does. Uh, Give us some insight into what her demonstrations were. Um, One of her demonstrations this year is um, she did a June tea. Are you familiar with June tea, which is the champagne of kombucha? No, so so it's different than just kombucha? Yeah, she was teaching that to our fairgoers. So June tea is the champagne of kombuchas. Does that mean you let the kombucha continue on far enough in the ferment that it turns to alcohol? No, no, you don't, no. Okay, so what Um, what is that? Um... Well, it's, it's fermented just with tea, just like with kombucha. So it's just a d- new little different spin on it. And that's what um, Bella has done here at the fair. And she also won last year first place in the SPAM competition. So this year she was here with her mother on the stage, and they actually showed how to make SPAM empanadas, but she calls them Spam panadas. Spam panadas. Oh, how fun! Spam panadas. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then let's see. I believe it was was she with her father when they were showing you how to make sausage too. Yes, she was, was here. Um, we call her the queen of sausage. Um, they have a we have a sausage press over in our charcuterie area, and Bella was uh, actually letting the people that were on our 
culinary crawl actually get to press and make their own sausage. So it's really one of those hands-on opportunities that a lot of people don't actually get unless you come here to the fair. They probably don't even know how sausage is made, which is why that was so engaging. Exactly. Okay, so if you're just tuning in, this is Real People OC, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin, and I'm pleased to be joined by Pamela Winnuck, and she is the coordinator, is coordinator the right topic or supervisor? You had a title, and I don't want to get it wrong. That's all right. Um, I am the program coordinator, and I'm also the culinary arts supervisor, so you can't go wrong. Okay, you had both of them. (laughs) Yeah. Over at the uh, Culinary Promenade at the Orange County Fair, a delightful spot. You know, you can even go in and get a cocktail before you start your journey. I went straight to the kombucha bar and (laughs) got myself a very refreshing flavored kombucha, which I thought was amazing. I'm not I typically don't like kombucha, but this was pretty, pretty good. So and I even went back for seconds. So that's a, saying something, right? Um, yeah. So uh, let's walk people around the room because there's a couple of fun features, lots of returning things that people love, um, especially with the cakes and the cookies and all the, all the things that I would say are very traditional to a fair, you know, a way of bringing the community together, people that... Um, homemakers and designers, all types of different things. So maybe we start over on um, Stefan Trion. Am I saying his name right? Trion? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. His corner, because that was also a delightful spot where they were selling uh, French macaroons. Yes, um, that is Stefan Trion. He owns the pastry school in Costa Mesa. And we do here at the fair, we like to showcase um, people from Costa Mesa. And this is his second year to be in our building with his patisserie. And something special about Stefan Trion is he is an MOF, and that stands for a Mayor Ouvre de France. And there's four of those gentlemen in the United States, and Stefan happens to be one of them here in Costa Mesa. And then Jacques Therese is in New York, and then there's one at the Bellagio in Las Vegas and one in Chicago. So just four of those MOFs in the entire United States. And I'm proud to say that we're the only fair um, in the world that has a pastry MOF um, at their fair. And uh, for those of you don't, that don't know what that is, it's a very highly esteemed designation in the country of France for those, um, for those uh, bake, well, what would you call them, patisserie chefs, right? Right. A pastry chef. Uh, it's like having a Ph.D. in pastry. Yes, but you've also achieved some sort of status. So let's just say it's kind of like the Paul Bocuse of of the you know the culinary arts right. that for um, for the patisseries and for the yes. pastry chefs. It's pretty remarkable. He's a lovely man and um, has lovely offerings. But what I like about what he does over there is he also teaches he teaches classes, but he teaches kids too. So that's yes. kind of a fun way to pass down a very timeless art. And if you're ever in search of that. Uh, well, let's just say we all say when we get back home from a, a great European vacation that you can, you're never going to have a great croissant again. You might have, you might try your luck there because <laughs> I think you could get one, right? That's right. For sure. Okay. So next to him, I believe was the gentleman that carves the fruit. That was so fascinating to me. I loved that. That was one of my favorites. Um, that's culinary artist, Chef Ray Dewey, and he is a fruit and vegetable carver and um, he just does beautiful work, and he always has a crowd around him all the time. He's been um, a culinary artist for the past 35 years, 
and he's carved for numerous United States presidents. Um, I mean, over the years, they have him almost every year at the White House to do a special carving for them. Oh, very cool. And and has he does he boast working for a certain number of presidents or what does um, he say well, about that? He he's carved for um, Barack Obama two times. Um, he's both of the Bushes that he has carved for. They just have different events at the White House, and when they want that magical touch and something that's different and out of the ordinary, Jeff Ray Dewey is their go-to person, and he goes and carves and does beautiful things for them. And so he was doing demonstrations at the fair, but he was also teaching kids too, wasn't he? That's right. He teaches the kids um, how to use the different tools and how to um, make different fun things out of fruits and vegetables. It was it was a delight. Okay, so maybe let's go from there. Am I missing anybody if we continue on um, by going to some of your demonstrations that you had as well? Um, no. Then we did um, chef demonstrations. And, of course, you know, again, the big standouts. And one of my happiest days at the fair I've had was really Saturday, July 21, when we had Cloyce, um, him and um, Mason Partax, um, doing their chef dem- uh, demo together. I mean, here you have a 14-year-old and 16-year-old, and and it's almost as though, you know, they're 30-year-olds up there on the stage. And I can't tell you how many people I had stop me and say, what are they going to be like when they're just 19? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I just, it's such a fu- it was so pleasing to watch. Mostly because I love the whole concept of the fair and community, but to see them, they had never met before. And um, we're talking about Mason Partek, who was the, he was the winner of Chopped Junior, right? Mm-hmm. And That's then, um, And then, of course, my son, I have actually never spoken about him on the radio. So thank you for bringing him up because I, I would not have done that. Um, oh, well, he's done, he did an absolute phenomenal job. Absolutely phenomenal. And I'm happy to hear that was one of your high points. That's pretty cool. I'll, I'll be excited to tell him about that. But um, but my son has been lucky in that in his young years, he started cooking on television at the age of 12. And he learned so much, met so many people. And he's had this amazing, I guess, dare I say, a culinary adventure all over the world since then. And um, But he got to do it at the fair with another, you know, another colleague. And it was just, it was just sweet. It was just really lovely. I loved watching oh. it. Oh, oh, I did too. It was outstanding. And I mean, there, he's so mature beyond his years, you know. And a lot of people were like, I, I, I can't do that, and I'm forty. <laughs> it was really sweet. At the end of one of the presentations, a gentleman and his wife walked up, and he said, "I've been watching you cook on television for years," and he said, "You're, you've really grown up." <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? And he has, he has followers all over the world, people Instagramming him all through the night uh, from India and from England. And just all, it's just very, been a very fun adventure for him. So, so thank and you. And he's for another one him. when you were talking about growing your own fruits and vegetables. When he made his five different tacos, I mean, he brought in his, his things from his own garden. So that was very impressive in itself. So, yes. Now, if we could just get him to pick some weeds. <laughs> <laughs> He's always there for the harvest, but he's never really there for the plant. We're like, come on, dude, we need you. Um, so his his extracurricular activities the other day was he had to go pull out the rainbow chard that had gone to seed. So oh. I said, well, yeah, we'll we'll take you to that event if you run out and do a little a little coerced gardening. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, he's got to be a teenager, right? 
But yeah. um, so that was sweet. And behind the demonstration stage is something that is always at the fair, and I just love it. I I'm I love interior design, and I just think it's so cool. But to see the table settings and all of the bakery um, contestants that submit their work, let's talk a little bit about that for our listeners. Okay. Um, well, over there for the tablescape, we do two shows um, during the fair, and this past Tuesday um, was our second one. And so if you've already been to the fair once and you plan to come back again, for sure you want to go back over and check out the new tablescape designs because, it, like I said, it is a brand-new um, display of all sorts of different beautiful table arrangements. And I'm telling you, these people, are they're getting so good at this, and they're really stepping it up. I mean, it's... I mean, you can stand there and just stare at those tablescapes for 10 or 15 minutes, and then all of a sudden you see something that you didn't see the first few minutes that you started looking at it. So they do a great job. It's always a sellout. Um, I think we're going to have to have um, more space for our building, actually. I don't know how we're going to do that, but the tablescape is, is definitely one of the fair favorites. And then right next to it, being all the baked goods, I'm proud to say that we had over 200 different um Breads entered this year in the fair. I think that's the largest number that we've ever had. Um, we had well over 100 cheesecakes entered. And, you know, we judge by the American system, so there's only one first place, one second, and one third place. So competition is fierce. So if someone takes home one of those prizes of a first, second, or third, they've, they have a lot to be proud of. Now tell us how the judging for that works. No one person can taste 100 cheesecakes. So how does that work? No, they certainly can't. And as Stefan Trion will say, um, his palate is shot after 15. He can't taste anymore. That's oh, what he tells me. Well, that seems like a high number anyway. I don't yeah, think I could does. have 15 uh-huh. bites of that. Yeah. So um, we have about um, 20 different judges, and we just divide everything up amongst the judges. And then everybody has to taste when it's all the division winners, and then there's only one best of show. Oh, very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> now, when does this start? Because truthfully, I always hear about these things way too late. So if people are interested in participating in the entries, where do they go find that information? And when do they need to be prepared by? Well, the information is on www.ocfair and then backslash competitions. Now, here's what I recommend people to do. If you're interested in culinary arts, then you would click on that. And then let's say you're interested in baked goods. Click on the baked goods and then go ahead and print out the guide. Because we do take those guides down. We take them down usually in January. And then we put them back up. Um, our, our, our goal is always to have them up by the end of March. So there's three months, three and a half months that the guides are down. So I say go find it now, print it out. We do make some changes, but they are minute. But at least you have the basis so you can start planning and thinking about what you want to do next year. Okay, that sounds good. And if you're a baker and you're, you think you've got a winning, award-winning recipe, why not try your luck, you know? And, exactly. oh, I thought it was so cool. Everything was displayed in these beautiful cases. Where did you find those? Those are amazing. All, all of our cases, believe it or not, were built here on the fa- our fairgrounds by a female carpenter. Oh, 
very cool story. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah they're just beautiful. Yeah. And I especially love, and I don't know if the listeners caught this, but you have one complete round of table settings in the first half of the fair and one whole, entirely new round of table settings the second. And so that means you really do need to go to that fair more than once to see it all because you just can't see enough of it. Um, okay, so working around from that, then you had a table, you had cookbooks out. I thought that was kind of fun. And then you had a, a, a place for demonstrations. Let's talk a little bit about that. We have about well, three more minutes of time. Okay, we have the cookbook library. And I did this year because I wanted people to be able to witness the evolution of the cookbooks. Um, you've got the big, big, heavy pages um, with fabulous recipes, and then you've got the illustrated type of cookbooks. And now today, cookbooks are more written like novels. I don't know if you've noticed that, but everybody's yes. relating the food um, to really to um, relating the recipes back to family and to life experiences. So I wanted to share that with people this year. So if you come and check out the library, bring along your smartphone, and if you see a recipe in there you like, Please snap a picture of it. Ah, great know. idea. And then I don't want to miss time on the culinary crawl, but talk about um, the demonstration section that you had. You had multiple people coming there. It wasn't all run by OSHA, right? It was different people displaying there? That's right. Different people every day. So normally on our stage, it's 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock. And then at 7 o'clock every night is a different eating competition. Now, some days, especially on the weekends, we can actually have a stage demonstration 1 through 6 p.m. in the evening. So, there's oh. a lot of different chefs. I can give you the exact number, 103 different chefs this year on our main stage. Wow, that's impressive. The coordination of that alone, I can't believe that. Is that all yep. done by you, or do you have a staff? Well, I have a staff, luckily. So, um, actually, the ones that we plan all this, there's only three of us. So, but we work on it all year. Okay. All right. Now, I want to talk about the culinary crawl and then the master preservers, too, if you could. Because we have a great show here, uh, the Master Gardeners series. So, right. let's talk about the master preservers and the uh, culinary crawl. Okay. Well, the um, master food preservers are here 23 days of the fair, and they're here every day from 8 a.m., I mean, from noon until 8 p.m. every day. So five days a week, they're all volunteers. They're all very, very knowledgeable women. Um, I'm sad to say we don't have a man on the Master Food Preservers right now, so we really need some men out there to think about it. So um, let's encourage the listeners to um, go to the UCCEOC Master Food Preserver website and sign up, and um, we need to get some men in this program. Ah, good, good point, yes, because, hey, everybody, we need all hands on deck with the food preservation in the coming years because everybody needs to know this. It's super, it's super critical. It is, and they're just teaching safe home preservation, and like I said, they teach all different aspects of it. And it's that ironically means. a lost art, something we all used to know and do ourselves just for our own survival. Now, um, talk about the culinary crawl. We have about two minutes. Okay. The culinary crawl is every day at 2, 4, 6, and 7.30 p.m., and you get to be led around the OC Promenade building with a foodie ambassador, and as he takes you around and introduces you to the different exhibitors and explains the different exhibits, 
you get treats along the way. So you might have a marshmallow or a macaron from Stefan Trion. Um, if you're in the charcuterie area, you might get to sample some biltong, which is a style of beef jerky from South Africa. Um, you go over to the Master Food Preserver area, and they give out some little treats of some dehydrated um, fresh rosemary for you to take home and cook in your own kitchen. Um, you get to taste honey from all different parts of Orange County. You get to do an olive oil tasting. Um, all of those olive oils are all made here in California. So it's really fun. It's about 30 to 45 minutes. And guess what? It's free. Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind. Very, very few things in life, right? Well, so the fair is going on until August 12th. Is that true or is it further than that? Nope, that's true, until um, 11 p.m. on August 12th. Okay, and so there's lots of things to see. I'm sure if you're into this sort of thing, you won't want to miss it. Um, one final thought, if you would, please, on the importance of the community fair. I love I love what it does. People don't realize how integral a part of our lives fairs used to be, but um, we're kind of in a modern society here, and we forget that. But you go to the fair, and that does come back to the forefront of the mind. Tell us about that. Um, well, the fair, um, our mission here at the fair is to celebrate Orange County's, all their different communities and interests and agriculture and heritage. So um, everything here at the fair, again, we've put agriculture back into the forefront. So please come and check out all the farm area. Um, and just, I mean, food is important, so come and visit the different concessionaires, the different vendors that we have, and come and ride one of the um, fabulous air-conditioned um, um, what I want to say, Ferris wheels. Oh, very cool. I didn't know they were air-conditioned. <laughs> yes, we have one that's air-conditioned, and it took 18 semi-trucks to bring it in. In pieces and parts. That's fabulous. That's what a fact. Well, so Pamela Winnick, thank you so much for coming and talking to us about the Culinary Arts Promenade. It was pretty awesome experience for me, to say the least. I enjoyed it and immensely. I really did. So thank you for taking your time and being on Real People OC. Well, thank you. All right. You have a good day now. You too. Bye now. Bye-bye. Fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the Great Robot Wars. And Peter Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. The UC Irvine Film and Video Center is Orange County's premier art house cinema, screening new, independent, experimental, and groundbreaking films and videos. With the capacity for 35mm, 16mm, and video projection, along with state-of-the-art surround sound, the Film and Video Center provides Orange County and surrounding communities with a one-of-a-kind movie-going experience, showcasing quality original works unavailable elsewhere. That's the UCI Film and Video Center in the Lucille Kuhn Art located in room 100 of the Humanities Instructional Building on the UC Irvine campus. For more information, log on to uci.edu and click on Film and Video Center. I find this scientifically fascinating.
You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the Great Robot Wars. Anteater Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org. The opinions expressed on... Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to the You Life Out Project. I am DJ Little to Live, and today my co-host is on her way to her um, country, to Canada, and... I will be here and continue like I'll pick up where we got last week on the episode of I want to share like a book that I recently read and that like it really changed my mindset and I want to pick up like a f- review of the few themes from last week. So it's the book of the uh, Code of the Ex- Extraordinary Mind and so I there are like 10 laws like of life and like it's really like you can just like it's really deep and you can just like take a moment in life and think about it maybe before your dinner time and so the first one is transcend the culture escape so like when we are born born and like no matter what country you're in and we're told like oh these are the rules for like every country every society like there's cultural difference and like you know actually what vision tells us that we can choose to question or ignore them like you know the problem happens when safety gives rise to boredom and eventually st- stagnation and the law too is to question the bros so the bros is the role we adopt to simplify our understanding the world and he mentioned that there are like some bros that are worth challenging so and like the first one is oh we should get a college degree to guarantee our success and now i'm in my senior year to college and i'm like when i really question this uh like i'm still going to finish my college degree of course but what i want to say is that Oh, like I'm. I still have any year, and I'm process of thinking. Oh, should I get a master's degree? Is it necessary? And you know now, because currently I do feel study at the children's center, and what I realized is that like they are so creative, and you know, like now I'm like on process of starting my personal project, and I feel like maybe it's time like to take a moment and look at life and ask yourself what do you really want if like I don't like it's time that like I realized that oh I watched the videos and I don't really want to be a therapist because like before uh, people used to ask me like oh why do you study psychology and my answer is oh because I think it's really interesting and like during this summer, like, my mindset kind of, like, undergo a shift, 
and now I come up like with a different. I think it's not an answer. I'll call it a calling or a mission for myself. And like I really want to learn and service. So now my answer to this question is like I want to help people discover the purpose and create a more meaningful life. And like last time I mentioned like childhood and then like a typical parent's response like it's like because I said so because that's the way it is and you know like we're just being trapped by the restrictions and rules and like as adults we never think about it but children is like constantly asking why and much of these conditioning is before the age nine and what really like stand out to me there's a part of book and vision mentioned like how he interact with his children and i think that's really sweet so he said that there's a time that oh it's dad and his daughter's time and like he will ask it's kind of a gratitude log but like we don't they don't write it then he will ask his daughter that oh what like can you think about something that you feel happy today even it's like just one thing and he want to like ask his daughter and if his daughter cannot think of one thing that she feels happy on that day he will ask oh like he will express his love to his daughter that oh like oh daddy will always love you and i think you know this is really sweet because sometimes like when like our parents come back from work and they're just really like stress out and maybe they don't want to talk or like they get like emotionally attached and i think like how vision practice gratitude is really what we have to learn i took a positive psychology class last quarter and like so one after this like discussion with one of my friends and she said like it's impossible to be happy all the time and I think like that's absolutely true but like but I think it's possible to be you know like to live in the present and like you know what like like every time like you know what you're not doing and you're not like missed or like you do not lose yourself you can still like identify like where are you heading towards like you have a vision for the future I think like that's really the key to like live a life with purpose and create a more meaningful life so uh today like i just briefly reviewed and i want to open this episode the you like bar project with like steve jobs words when he addressed the graduating class at stanford and i think this quote is really worth remembering and that's what he said your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. To somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. And like what I get from this quote is basically that, oh, life is too short and really pursue your passion pursue your dream whatever you're doing right now and what steve just is telling us about it's you know every day when you wake up treat it like the last day you'll never know what happens in the future 
and I don't think that like this is like negative thinking. I think this is really like it's like the practice of mindfulness, and you really like find like a purpose, like your purpose in life, and it doesn't. Also, the thing that is great is like how vision practice like uh, consciousness engineering, and he called her. It's like our models of reality that how the society shape us, and she said that like we need to really rewrite these models because some it just doesn't make sense, and I think like that's absolutely true. And what society give us, like maybe, like maybe sometimes we can just choose, like to question them and empower ourselves. Like, it's like, it's a really mindset, sh- like a shift of mindset. And so the next one is like upgrade, like our living systems. And so he believed he mentioned, he proposed that there are like. One effective, like extraordinary si- systems that he found, like that really effective, and so the first one is the first phase is the discovery process, and just as I mentioned, you can think about like how we're doing and why we're doing, why we're engaging in a particular task, where we are work working in this company, why do we choose this class, why are we studying this. Why are we using social media right now? And you know, like every time you think about it, avoid the do do trap. It's a trap that like you think you're doing this. Like for example, if I say, "Oh, I'm going to grad school," it's because oh, like do you think that like grad school is a guarantee of a successful life? I would say like it depends, but if you can. Like answer the question that, like, the question that Vision proposed, and I don't think, like, you're on the right track. And the second idea of the discovery process is awareness is the essence of discovery. And you know, he said like, it's being like constantly aware. So now, like, I I think now like I'm pretty like aware person, and like every morning I wake up and I think about. Oh, like I'm really aware, like of what I'm doing, like every minute, and I kind of shift from like now I don't really use social media anymore. Like I prefer like to spend time in nature, or like I use like now basically I use all of my free time to read like books and with the different themes that I want to learn, and you no, know, like for example, if you want to lose weight, and maybe you can just gather some research, and that will optimize your time. And it's not like we're constantly on the process of we're finding something that maybe it's suitable for us, and you know we can try. But maybe before like engage in something, just ask why are you doing it. So, like Vision is the founder of Mind Valley and is an online uh, education system, and there's like a practice in the company that. I think that's really great. And when I'm in high school, like you also do, like our class also practice, like it's almost the exact same thing, like during Christmas, and it kind of remind me like of that time. And it's the learn day, so 
on the first Friday of every month, and he said that oh nobody will work. So why isn't everybody working? So everyone will focus on learning how to work better by research or new ideas. And basically, he said that oh like everyone in the company will like use this time to discover new systems, or they will read books like to learn how to. Work better, you will do more research, and basically, it just leads to creativity. And so, after the discovery process, it's the refresh rate. And refresh rate is basically means that how often you upgrade your system of living. Living. So, I think maybe it's on like weekly, monthly, or yearly. Like depends on how often you want to check that. And there's like a twelve areas of balance where you can, like, pinpoint your refresh rate, and it's a love relationship, friendships, adventures, including like travel, environment, and health and fitness, intellectual life, skills, spiritual life, career, creative life, family life, and community life. And the third one is set points and measurement. It's that how effective are your systems for living? Is your system for living really 